We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Now it's time for a plant fact. Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center, or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. What's it take? Tell me who's to say You think that we'd have come this far Looking back on yesterday Because you hadn't seen sun You tend to disbelieve Though you've never known death When someone dies you grieve Though you never seen the Lord There's ones that worship Him each day Find them in the chapels And on their knees to pray What's it take to be a believer? And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And, of course, we're also coming to you on our fine family of broadcast affiliates, the members of the Exxon Nation affiliate network across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries in Asia on Aglia 2. Our toll-free number, one 528 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 528 8255 My email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. 
and our websites www.xzoneradio.com and xzonetv.com. Our guest this hour is uh, scheduled to be Dr. Matthew Johnson, and uh, this child psychiatrist claims to have come face-to-face with Bigfoot. Now, what would you do if you were hiking in the woods and suddenly saw a huge, terrifying creature watching your children? Well, that's just what happened to Dr. Matthew Johnson, a national parenting expert and clinical psychologist who lives in a remote corner of Oregon. Uh, Since he's a former Alaska resident, he knew it wasn't a grizzly bear. Although Dr. J is six foot nine, this dark, hairy animal towered over him. That's when he realized he'd actually sing Bigfoot. A renowned child psychologist, Dr. J helped his family stay calm after the sighting. And he can help your audience, which is us, the Exxon Nation, understand and soothe their kids' childhood fears, whether they're scared of spiders or the boogeyman under the bed or even Bigfoot. Dr. J is going to be joining us shortly, I hope. We're trying to contact him. Uh, He's been on the early show, CNN, Fox, and over 250 radio shows. And uh, we're going to be looking for Dr. Um, Dr. J as the night goes on. one 877 is toll-free. And uh, don't forget this coming Monday night, Yuri Geller will be joining us from the set of this new TV series that is being uh, produced as we speak in Los Angeles. And uh, Yuri will be talking to us about what he's doing and what the show is about and answering your questions. And like I said last night, don't be surprised, Exxon Nation, if during this broadcast your watches don't stop or anything that has a mechanism behind it at your home ceases to operate. Now, I've had Yuri on the show many times before, and the callers will call up and say, you're not going to believe this, but... And we just chuckle because we expect these things to happen when Yuri Geller is on our show. So Yuri Geller is on with us this coming Monday night in the final hour. Still to come on tonight's show, Cal Korf will be joining me. We're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about a UFO uh, report that that is causing some controversy. It's a Hungarian UFO report. Cal's going to be telling uh, us all about that. We're also going to be talking about secret wars and investigating what's going on with Bob Ginlan, uh, Ray Santilli, and the other people that we've been talking about over the last couple of years with Cal during Cal's Corner. So when we come back. We're going to hopefully have Dr. Matthew Johnson with us talking about his face-to-face experience with Bigfoot. one 877 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Strange times are here as we talked with Jerry E. Smith. And uh, don't forget, Jackie Lappin, we were talking about the uh, United World Healing that is going on tomorrow. Visit her website and take part in this. The creation of positive thinking can make positive changes. It's that simple. Her website is www.unitedworldhealing.org. And you can also visit her other website, The Art of Conscious Creation. I'll be back on the other side as the Exxon continues live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. We'll be back in two minutes. Rob McConnell here presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's author of a fascinating book, Amen. 
It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. Elmo's got a gun Elmo's got a gun Big Bird's on the run Ernie's dialing 911 What made Elmo snap? Was he tired of Big Bird's crap? They say when Elmo was arrested They found Oscar Headless in the trap Oh, geez. You know, there's sometimes in this business I know why Elmo's got a gun. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Uh, we're still trying to contact uh, Dr. Matthew Johnson. Uh, he's traveling, apparently, and uh, as soon as we bring him on, we'll get here. Joining me now, though, is Cal Korf, all the way from Prague, Czechoslovakia. We've uh, been playing tag with uh, Cal last couple of weeks. Last week, uh, the European Union changed it t- its time before us, usually the United States, North America, and the world changed their times at the same time. But this is the first time where the time zones were, were split up. And, Cal, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine, uh, Rob. It's uh, good to be back. And I'm sorry again about the time-space continuum <laughs> thing or whatever you want to call it. You know, who would have thought? <laughs> you know, who would have thought that, they, that, that things aren't complicated enough without them splitting up when the times are going to change? Like, how many people got screwed by this entire scenario? You know, 
In looking at the time zone maps, what amazes me is how the vertical lines aren't straight. They, they go down and then <laughs> they make a left turn and keep going, and they wind around certain countries. And I don't know how they figure this out because, you know, here we are literally in the central of Europe, and yet a little bit to the left or to the right is a whole different thing. Normally we're on the same time zone yeah. as England, which is, you know, a, a bit to the west of us. But yet for these two weeks during the year, for whatever, we're... we're one hour off, which means we're an extra hour to everybody, and I don't understand it because it's just a thin time zone, and I don't know why it's just not the same one as, as them. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I never understood it, but uh, this you know, is this is reality. So this is just one of the many mysteries of life, isn't it, Kel? Yes, definitely. So tell me, what's new with you? We haven't talked to you for two weeks now. Um, I know there's been a lot happening with Philip Mantle uh, exposing, uh, talking, issuing a press release about uh, about Reese Antilly. In in fact, Philip was supposed to be with us tomorrow night, but unfortunately, his daughter took ill, and he will not be with us tomorrow night. So we're going to reschedule Philip uh, for another time, and we certainly wish uh, wish him and his family all the best. They're going to be in our prayers at this time of uh, their need. Uh, so, what's new, Cal? Well, if we're going to start with alien autopsy, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this is information that uh, I need to send to Philip. Uh, I was not aware till you just mentioned it that he won't be on your show tomorrow night. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. But bottom line on our end is, as you know, we were moving along quietly, uh, mm-hmm. quietly in the sense we had announced on your show that we were going to see what we could do to go after Ray in court. Uh, on behalf of consumers, and that was going along okay. And then all of a sudden this guy came out of the woodwork, this M, who, of course, claims that he was uh, the magician involved and uh, it was his idea. And when I heard about all of this, and he also claims that Ray Santilli never gave him his profits and all that, and he says he's going to be suing Ray for that, when I heard all of this, it made me think of what Bob Kiviot had said years ago Mm-hmm. And uh, Philip Mantle had uh, mentioned that Ray had told him, and that is that, uh, according to Kiviot, Ray said that if this ends up going to court and it looks like there's going to be a serious trouble, I'll just tell everybody that I just did it to see what people's reaction was. <laughs> and I said, well, Bob, you know, if Ray says that, then it's as, it's as bad as his other excuse that they had the footage, but then they lost it, then they had to recreate it, you know. And so the, the fish keeps getting bigger in the story. And I said, uh, either way, whether he says he meant to test consumer reaction or not, the law only views it as one thing, false representation of what it was. And you can't argue 10 years later, oh, yeah, it was just an experiment. Mm-hmm. You have to have all the documentation to prove that those really were your motives. So what happened is we started, we passed on the information that 
Philip had uncovered. And again, Philip Mantle gets full credit for, uh, you know, blowing all three phases of this open. And I want to recap that briefly for people because it's important. Sure. We have, to, we have to remember that the first big break came because of Philip in uh, 1998, and I was involved in that because Bob Kiviat had hired me to essentially go to Europe undercover to try to find Volker Spielberg in Austria, and I went there, and I went to Germany where he used to live, and the data we had was a little old. We didn't know that he'd already relocated to England, and what was ironic is when I got to the house and I knocked on the door because I was with a, a woman, and we, we staked out the, the house for two days, we never saw Volker Spielberg, and now I understand why. And I was so ignorant of the area where he lived in, in Hamburg, that I didn't understand the significance <laughs> of the red light that was on the porch of this place. And so when I finally told the lady, look, i got to go up there and pound on the door, and we got to force this, you know, to find out who's in there, um, they were filming this, and we still have this footage. Uh, we've never aired it. And... Uh, this woman answers the door in this guy, and it turns out that uh, the new residents of the uh, place were running a brothel. And I was just totally embarrassed. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, and it's legal, of course, in Germany. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with Volker Spielberg. And so I got so frustrated, I called Volker Spielberg. <laughs> and uh, I made up a story that uh, some people were, you know, upset over what he had done over that uh, hoax, and he admitted it was a hoax. And we recorded this on tape. And uh, I got back to the United States, and I played the tape for Bob Kiviat. He identified that that was Volker's voice. And um, we were pursuing along this uh, very nicely. And then Philip Mantle had uncovered a lead that the tent footage, the other footage that showed the uh, al other alien uh, on the operating table with uh, two doctors wearing smocks, that was very dark footage. Yes. Um, Philip had found the people who had faked that at a a AK Music, and but he couldn't find the two individuals, Elliot Wolf, um, Elliot Willis, and Bruce Barlow. And so Rich Toon and I uh, found him, uh, thankfully, while we were working on World's Greatest Hoaxes. And then I reached them by phone. I found them via a Interpol source in France that I know. And then um, I turned the phone over to Bob Kiviat, and I said, Bob, here they are. And Bob talked to them, and he arranged for them to fly in secretly after I got back from uh, the trip to Europe and after I had just met Meyer's wife uh, secretly on that trip and had gone into the Meyer cult for the second time to expose it for World's Greatest Hoaxes, which we did in that special. And so that was the first big breakthrough, and, and we were able to prove, uh, thanks to Philip finding that lead and, and Bob Kiviat being the first to film these witnesses, and they confirmed that they faked this for Ray Santilli. And so it's like, well, if they faked one, why would you believe the other one would be real? That, that's nonsense, you know. Sure. And then uh, what happened years later, as you know, is uh, Ray then shot himself in the foot by claiming, ah, we, we had to recreate it, you know, and then they did this movie. And the sculptor, John, came forward and admitted that he had made the, the dummy. And then we thought that that was the end of it. Now we can move for what looks like a, a blatant consumer fraud thing, and Ray has essentially perjured and testified against himself. Everything's going fine along that and from the sense of, as something like that could be expected to go. And then all of a sudden this other lead comes out that Philip uncovers about this M. And then uh, Philip told me that um, he asked to speak to Kiviat. Uh, Philip worked with Bob on that. And then um, Bob has indicated he's going to be releasing something on it. And I'm due to speak to Kiviat next week. Uh, he and I are fine. We've gotten our issues behind us. And uh, 
Uh, I'm very excited that that has happened. And um, right now, the issue that I let Bob know, and, and I'm letting you know, and, and Philip, is that the people at the in the serious fraud unit of Scotland Yard have told us that based on the latest development, they want to kind of stand down a bit, see how this lawsuit goes from the investors, and see if Ray is going to be sued by his alleged partner because he's claiming he's going to do it. He's a famous magician. And then I also need to start accumulating now, they said, a couple of dozen complaints by U.K. residents because I'm not a U.K. resident, of course. And uh, the issue in America is we have to get American residents to um, petition the U.S. officials to do it on their end. So we will proceed with this, but this revelation by M is both intriguing, but it's kind of also thrown a wrench off. And I still don't know fully what to make of it yet because... You know, there, there's still something missing. What bothers me out of all of this is Volker Spielberg. If he put up the money for all of this, what I'm wondering is where is his role in all of that? And so that's something that I'm going to focus on now pretty much on Volker, uh, meet or work with Philip on it and ask him about it because that's the one thing that I see that is not being autopsied, if you'll excuse mm. on, uh correctly or thoroughly, and either there's something there or there's not. I don't know, but uh, it seems to me that the Volker Spielberg issue, the man who's remained in the shadows, um, there, there's something there that needs to come out, and uh, it needs to be understood. So that's where I'm shifting my focus, and I'm supposed to get my update from Philip, uh, I assume next week now, because of what he's doing, dealing with now. And then uh, I'll let you know as soon as I know, hopefully a week from today, because I hopefully will have spoken to Kivyat by then as well. Are you expecting the British authorities to... Um to take any action in this, or do you think that Scotland Yard is just going to stand down, period, and say, listen, it's a civil case. Keep us out of it. Well, it's, um, well the, the civil case, up to a point, uh, concerns the investor, but this issue that we're arguing is mm-hmm. absolutely criminal, and they agree with that. But, as they also remind us, there are terrorists in the U.K., there's a very big threat, Christmas is coming up, so it's not going to happen between now and the end of the year. The other issue is, legally, we would be really dumb to proceed without getting our arms around the M story, because what if there's something in there that is not quite right or Mm -hmm. disinfo or or just not accurate? If we don't get our hands around that, and there may be stuff in there that might be able to establish a tendency to commit fraud or deception, I mean, let's be honest, Ray Santilli admits he didn't tell the truth, uh, and now if he has done this to investors, uh, then... You have to establish pattern and motives and all of that, and every country has their different burden of of evidence and proof. Uh, So we need to get our arms around this M development, and I shudder to think what might have happened if we had been proceeding and then this happened. Not being a lawyer, I don't know if it's an issue or not, but it seems to me we need to be in command of all the data we think we know about how the thing was faked Mm -hmm. before you, you know, try to go after somebody for it, or you need to really narrow the issue on on just Ray and have him take the burden for it. But we know that Ray is not the only one involved. John the sculptor certainly knew what he was doing and participating in, and and so did the uh, magician. But is the magician not guilty just because he didn't get his money? Cal, stand by. We've got to take our news at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Cal, uh, I'd like to uh, finish talking about the Santilli case, and then I'd like to talk to our listeners about a song called Dorothy and how they can download a copy and the significance of the song Dorothy. 
Cal Corps, our special guest. Cal and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues on the Talk Star Radio Network. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. If you enjoy reading a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love From Out of the Woodwork by William S. Peckham. Sean Kennedy, a Toronto contractor, buys derelict houses, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, a century house in ruins, and starts the renovation, the house fights back. He is visited by ghosts of owners past. His visions are triggered by touching an oak mantle, reading a faded letter, opening an old locket, or opening a brand new casket in the basement. These visions will take you on a trip across southern Ontario from Niagara Falls to Toronto to Kingston. From Out of the Woodwork is now available in paperback and on your favorite electronic reader. To order your copy of From Out of the Woodwork, go to www.williamspeckham.com. That's www.williamspeckham.com. Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And our email address is exxon at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.exxonradio.com and www.exxonetv.com. Cal Korf is my special guest. Uh, he is uh, join, uh, He has joined us uh, for what was supposed to be a one-hour interview, but we've got Cal for two hours tonight. Dr. Matthew Johnson is unavailable. We're still trying to contact Dr. Johnson. He claims that he came face-to-face with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very interested in talking to the doctor and getting more details, but uh, he's not available for me. Hmm, I wonder why. Just was going to ask him some very direct questions, that's all. Eh, oh well. Cal Korf knows about Bigfoot. But he also knows about this song I'm playing in the background called Dorothy. I'm just going to turn that up a little bit so you can... Just listen for a sec. Have I got you teased, intrigued? You want to know more? Would you like a copy of this song? I mean, a legitimate, legal copy of this song before it goes on iTunes? We're going to tell you how. No, no, not right now. We'll tell you later on. Because I want to find out what the final verdict is on the Ray Santilli hoax, uh, the alien autopsy. Cal, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, yes, Rob, thank you. Uh, so it, um, what we're doing is uh, I'm going to get my update from Philip. The next time we communicate, we're going to uh, update each other, mm-hmm. and then that will tell me what to tell the lawyers as far as you know what's going on there, and then I'll know more. The bottom line with the serious fraud unit in Scotland Yard is that, again, they're saying that uh, they would like to see some official uh, on-record complaints on by U.K. Uh, citizens. And to kind of get around that, uh, I actually am leveraging, again, my connections and resources within the intelligence community. I actually went down to Prague to a communication center here downtown, which is actually not that far from the Russian communication center. And this is a communication center that is owned by people connected with the British SAS, whom I've never worked with. And so I explained what was going on, and they agreed that depending on what the attitude is of the serious fraud unit, they may jump in uh, in exchange for some help in counterterrorism and try to, you know, pull some strings and say, hey, can you can you kind of do this? Again, I understand why police have their different priorities. I sure. had a laugh earlier today when I saw a video about a story in America where a guy called 911 because he wanted some beer. And he called 911 several times, and they sent the police out there to arrest him. I think that's kind of a waste of taxpayer money to go arrest someone from his home when he's drunk calling 911. They just hang up the phone. But, uh, you know, police are funny sometimes, and, and this is a different country, and their priorities go up and down. I can tell you that months ago they were more excited about Ray, but then all of a sudden this M curveball came out, and they're like, well, why don't we let them sort it out first? But in the meantime, time goes on. We run out of time, and mm-hmm. it seems to be, at least from our end, uh, a distraction. But again, we need to be on top of the facts, and that's why I, I personally need to come up to speed on the M thing. And again, it just, uh, in my opinion, refocuses the issue on Volker Spielberg. 
Okay, talking about uh, Bigfoot, what is going on with, uh, you know, like you, you were talking about going after Bob Gimlin. Uh, uh, how's that going? What's going on with that? Yeah, there's two things involved in that, and uh, it's a lot more straightforward. Uh, there's no M involved or anything like that. Uh, I would like to thank Henry May and also uh, another Bigfoot researcher, Roger Knight. Uh, they are very... Uh, they tend to be, uh, I would say, very nice gentlemen, mm -hmm. and they've asked a lot of very good questions. They have worked uh, to put together a list, uh, and then also other big researchers have come forward to send us this big list of questions, which uh, are going to Bob Hieronymus now for him to answer them all in writing so that it can be released as a manuscript. Bob will get it done as soon as he can. And then Rick Neal, brother of Roy Neal, should be going out there to film Bob's answers for video so that they can be edited together with the scenes that Martina and I, Tichova did, and I, years ago, when we were uh, with Bob uh, filming for the National Geographic special on Bigfoot when we did the recreation. So that'll be mixed together, and then once that is together, mm -hmm. then that goes to the authorities. We will give Mr. Bob Gimlin, and we're not hiding this, one last final chance, including through his former employer, a guy that he, who says he is, he knows it's a hoax and I know because I was in Yakum, I met the man and we have the interview with him we've never broadcast it Bob Gimlin will not accuse this man of lying even though he accuses uh, Hieronymus of not telling the truth so I want to force that issue and if Bob still does not come clean as in uh, uh, Gimlin then uh, we're going to see what the authorities say in Washington and we will also be talking to his wife because uh, she's the one that you know tends to tell him not to talk to the media, and according to everybody in Yakima, this is not a secret, it's been published many times, according to them, uh, because she was the president of a bank, she wants to protect an image and, yeah. and all that, so again, we want to force it to a head, but it is a two-step dance or two-step process, it's much more simple than what has turned out to be just this incredibly complicated quagmire in the Santilli case, and again, I remind you about Volker Spielberg, because According to Ray and according to that movie they did for Warner Brothers, Volker Spielberg gave them the money to go do that. So does, is he a friend of the, mag of the magician? Did the magician not have the money to do it? I, again, this is the one angle that I think needs to be nailed down. You know, we were speaking about terrorism, and uh, you know, the, the police have obviously their, their priorities set out for them in these days uh, when it comes to the terrorist attacks that are that are being posed again by Al-Qaeda. And I'd just like to ask you your, your opinion as a terrorism expert, Cal, on this story that we heard on uh, the USA Radio Network News earlier tonight. And this is uh, the story, FBI warns of possible shopping mall attacks. Holiday shoppers have more than to worry about than parking this year. The FBI says Al-Qaeda may be plotting attacks on shopping malls in Chicago and Los Angeles. The Bureau issued a new report including terror groups may be planning, a s planning to strike during the holiday season. ABC News had previously disclosed portion of the report, which was based on intelligence received by the FBI in late September. The report said Al-Qaeda had been planning the attack for the past two years. Even so, one Bureau official claims there's no credibility behind the uh, terrorist threat. How legitimate are these threats? And uh, how sh what kind of precautions should people take? And what, is, what are the anti-terrorist authorities doing to, 
to secure the safety of citizens? Um, several things. One is they're absolutely real, and um, you know anybody who's lived in Israel, um, if you go shopping in a mall there, mm-hmm. they have very uh, secure uh, procedures. Everybody is searched when you go in and out of the mall. They're very real threats, and we have to remember that once the public hears about something, it's usually way after the end of the fact. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that we do not have our arms around everybody who's in there trying to cause uh, damage to the United States. In fact, uh, there was a news item that was rather interesting earlier today that said that the U.S. government is monitoring the consumption of and purchase of falafels because uh, they're using food uh, buying habits to track certain terrorists. They, of course, have diets. Mm-hmm. Now that they've leaked that info, I can just see Al-Qaeda now saying, okay, make sure you eat at McDonald's so you can stay invisible. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it's just ridiculous. So the reason they're telling us this, Rob, is because they want us to, the, the, the horse has left the barn. So they want to go ahead and say, well, we have nothing to lose by alerting people. The answer is you do not let terrorists dictate how you behave. You don't let them rule, set the rules. You give them no legitimacy because they have none. You have to live your life, but you don't do stupid things. Just like you would put your seatbelt on and fasten it when you drive a car, of course you're careful when you see people. Uh, But you don't sit there and let terrorists intimidate you. I remember my last memory of the United States was when I went out New Year's Eve against the wishes of the police, stood under the Space Needle, enjoyed what was there of the new millennium and my attitude as I write in the new book in the, in the introduction I wasn't going to let bin Laden determine what kind of New Year's I had on the millennium which was to think bad of my government and be afraid no Seattle was shut down because of the terrorist attack that had come in from Canada but they caught the guy and if there was going to be another one well okay but we were at least going to live our life so you have to live your life be careful yes but don't be paranoid and we have to remember that evil only succeeds when good fails to do its job. You know, imagine what had happened if, if America or Great Britain or France had said no to Hitler in 1938. That whole thing would have been avoided. We just didn't bother. You know, I'm just looking at the uh, Homeland Security website, and the uh, Homeland Security advisory system is showing a yellow or elevated uh, alert status. And the U.S. threat level is high or orange for all domestic and international flights, though. Well, it's uh, that yellow condition has been there for <laughs> probably almost every day of this year. Mm-hmm. So it's elevated until uh, this war is essentially over. Unfortunately, as my new book hope does drive home the point, this war is not going to end until we address the root causes of why people hate each other. And I found out something tonight, Rob, that really shocked me as I was double-checking the the final notes for my book. I I missed this, but I I got it, but I forgot this one little thing. Mm -hmm. I have now in front of me two articles from June 23, 1949, and the other one's February 23, 1948. I'll talk about the first one here because it's very important. It's from the New York Post, and it says, Ex-Mufti Criminal Ally. And it talks about how the U.S. State Department concealed information about uh, Hajj uh, Ali uh, al-Husseini, who was Arafat's uncle, and he helped Hitler uh, commit genocide against the Jews in World War II. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, escaped uh, a couple days before the war ended and ended up in France. The French released him because they couldn't turn him as an agent. He went back to Palestine and led more pogroms against the Jews. Well, the thing is, the guy was a war criminal. He got away with it. He helped Hitler. In fact, he showed up in Germany two months before the Wannsee Conference, and he was the guy who was the main 
guy who pushed even Heydrich and Himmler and Eichmann to kill more Jews. In other words, believe it or not, they wouldn't have killed as many people if uh, Arafat's relative had not pushed them. And so this article, nailing him in 1948, wondering why the U.S. government and Secretary of State Dean Acheson had let this guy off the hook, well, guess who wrote this article? Who? Emmanuel Velikovsky. Huh. Yeah, can you believe that? He wrote it anonymously. He wrote about 50 pieces on these types of issues using a code name called The Observer. And he really stirred up a lot of stuff, and then he admitted who he was. And, you know, Velikovsky has an incredible history in the so-called area of the paranormal or whatever you want to call it. So I find it interesting that there is this connection, this area, this, you know, this, again, circle that comes full circle. You know, just like... Uh, uh, as I show in the new book, uh, I show that all the current leaders that are behind radical Islamic fundamentalism, they literally have Nazi doctrine in uh, mixed with Islamofascism, and all of them studied under or were tutored or mentored by former Nazis in World War II. In fact, the guy that went ahead and put up some of the money to raise money for al-Qaeda uh, lives in Switzerland. He's still alive. He was a Protestant who converted to uh, Islam. And um, he's on the, the list now by the State Department where he's, he's watched. They closed down the charity that was an al-Qaeda front. But these guys are still alive. They're up there in years. But you see these guys in these photos in the book that I show with their Hitler mustaches and all that other stuff. And the bottom line is Nazism itself wasn't fully extinguished at the end of the war. It did mix with Islamic uh, fundamentalism. And the Muslim Brotherhood, of course, absorbed uh, key elements of Nazi doctrine in their charter, and that, uh, and people like Ayatollah Khomeini, Zawahiri, and Bin Laden all studied under these guys, just like uh, Gamal Nasser, who used to be the dictator of Egypt, served uh, and fought against the British under Rommel. And, and again, this is all stuff that people don't tie together. They just think uh, Bin Laden is some sort of recent phenomenon. No, it goes way back older than just the uh, jihad that responded uh, to the reaction of the invasion of Afghanistan from the Soviet Union. Cal, stand by. We've got to take our commercial break. Uh, we'll be back after this uh, set of commercials from our fine sponsors here on the Exxon Radio Show and the Talkstar Radio Network. My name's Rob McConnell. Cal Korf is our guest, www.calcorf.com. And Cal and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue on the Talkstar Radio Network from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com.
The new non-fiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howell expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. Tracker. Tom was a man with dreams And Ernie came along and I wrote the songs About a creature that few's ever seen Cal Corps, our special guest uh, this segment. Cal is also going to be with us in the next hour. If you'd like to give us a call and speak to Cal, one 877 That's toll-free, Exxon Nation, throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. And uh, we are still going to be giving you the information on what the song Dorothy is about who wrote it, and how you can get a free download of this song before it gets to iTunes tomorrow. That's uh, coming up in the next hour. Henry May is joining us now on the phone. Hey, Henry. Hello, guys. What's going on? Well, let's see. It's cold here in Canada. It is snowing outside. Wow. And it looks like it's going to be a white Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's almost Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. So, you know, like... Let's get this global warming stuff really mixed up now with the, uh, let's see, they've got the the tidal wave warning up in England. Uh, there is strange weather going on, as we all know. And then you've got the people who say, what global warming? <laughs> so what's new with you, Henry? Oh, not too much. Um, I, I got a PM from Bill Green saying that um, y'all were talking a little bit about Bob Gimlin. Uh, what, what's going on with that? Uh, I, uh, Henry? Yes. Hi, it's Cal. Hi, Cal. Hi. Uh, I was just telling uh, Rob and everybody uh, what you and I had agreed to, that uh, we were going to, you know, run all these questions by Bob Hieronymus uh-huh. and uh, have him answer them in manuscript form and on video. And then after that, my plan, as you know, is to uh, talk to Mr. Gimlin and ask him one last time. And based on that, uh, determines what happens next. But uh, it's something we're doing. But uh, I was answering Rob's question. We were comparing this to the effort to hold Ray Santilli accountable, which is a different issue and how it's gotten complicated with this M partner that has come out claiming that Ray Santilli never paid him all his money for his share of, of doing the hoax and all that. So all I was doing is mentioning that we were putting the mother of all uh, list of questions together for Bob to answer and uh, get that out there and then deal with Mr. Gimlin after that and, and that's it. So that, that's oh. what it was about. Okay. Yeah, I see if you would have been listening, you would have found out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I knew you were to say a doctor. I'm sorry. No, I was just laughing. That's oh. all. 
I knew y'all were supposed to have Dr. Matthew Johnson on. I was going to listen later, you know, is what I was going to do. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, Cal, I have a question from Dan Perez. Uh, he was wondering about the uh, Cal, Cal, Cal Camp recreation that Hieronymus did a few years ago, when it would be available for the general public to view. Uh, I have no idea because um, I do not uh, work with uh, Philip Morris anymore, and of course he made the suit. So until I have an arrangement with him, I cannot legally show it, um, and uh, that is why uh, National Geographic didn't show it. Uh, I didn't know that until I was later sent a copy of the tape, because uh, we don't get it over here in the Czech Republic, of course, the show. But um, until I have an agreement with the man who made the costume, I cannot legally show it. Um, well, you, wait, wait a sec. Hold on. Hold on. You, you didn't get a release prior to doing the footage? No, no, no. We had that. What oh. happened was... The, um, when we got back to the United States, uh-huh. uh, I insisted that certain things be done. Uh, let me let me back up. Why don't we do this? Why, Henry, can you stay on until after the news? Sure. Okay, well, Henry May has joined us. Uh, we're going to be talking about this Bob Gimlin uh, Bigfoot controversy that is, that is still going on after, what, 40 years? Holy cow. Just like Roswell, it doesn't go away. Or a bad heartburn sometimes just doesn't want to go away we'll be back on the other side of the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past cal corf is my special guest uh the final two segments of tonight's show we're still trying to figure out what happened to dr matthew johnson if he calls in may we're going to have a, a party line going here we'll be back on the other side of the news as the exxon continues where you say right here i say on the talk star radio network from our studios in hamilton ontario canada 